Hi, everyone. The following podcast is a Direct Message Network and Podcast One production. We are directly to your favorite stars. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our New Year's special. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $899, plus special financing, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Caldrea. Caldrea is a consciously crafted home and body care brand that combines thoughtful ingredients with delectable scents, making caring for ourselves and our homes a really beautiful experience. Yeah, for sure. When we talk about caring for ourselves, one of the main things that we should be doing um, always, not just in this time, is uh, washing our hands and very frequently. And I know for, for most of us, like with us, with Gio, with a little one, we're very mindful that we're washing our hands a thousand times a day. Not that much, but you get the point. Um, and it can be kind of a monotonous task. You know, yeah. you can dry your hands out. And that's why I love Caldrea um, because they make what can feel like a chore into a more luxurious experience. They've, they've got uh, amazing products that smell uh, out of this world. They put together some really cool scents. Uh, and then outside of the soap, they have moisturizer too. That'll leave your hands feeling basically new again, which <laughs> I love. So um, if you're in the market for new hands, you can, uh, you can go and check out Caldrea at caldrea.com. Get free shipping on orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com. That's caldrea, C-A-L-D-R-E-A.com. Visit caldrea.com and wonder to your washing. This is adulting like a mother father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Damn, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Hello, adulters. Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew Gardner, the father. What's up, mother fathers? And we are both... Adults. adults. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. Um, we typically start off with adulting wins and fails, but I think I will speak for both of us when we say there wasn't many wins this week. It, it's felt quite heavy. Yeah, very heavy. Um, yeah, it's almost we. Yeah, there's obviously a lot going on. Um, and it's really tough to witness, you know, there was big part of us that didn't even want to do this episode. Um, so it's going to sound a little different, at least the beginning part. Um, you know, we feel that in respect to the black community and really everybody who stands for the right things, um, we have to do our part and, and talk about this. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we like to keep the show as a platform for, entertainment purposes a place to escape once in a while maybe learn something new just a place of value um so we do have a guest on later in the episode to talk all about mental uh mental health which was 
the month of May was Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, so it's an interesting conversation, but we can't do this episode without without touching on what's going on right now and, and putting in our input. So mm-hmm. that's where we're at. That is um, exactly where we're at. I think um, just from a personal stance, I think I can again speak for both of us. We both feel quite emotional about what's been going on, you know, sleepless nights, not really sure how to articulate exactly how we feel. So please try to listen to this with an open mind and just know that we don't have the perfect words. We just know that what has happened is wrong and we want to stand against um, systematic injustice and we want to help support um, everyone who is trying to right the wrong. There are people that are out there hurting in pain, um, struggling with, you know, oh gosh, where do you begin? Struggling with a lot. But I think if we get back to what this is really truly about, that is what is important. There are so many distractions going on right now. Um, but from my own personal stance, like I really want to stress what this is all about. Um, yeah, yeah. Same here. Um, there's so much to say. So much to say. There's, I feel like I, I can I talk don't in even circles. Know where to start. I know. Um, you know, as, as listeners, I hope you guys understand as, as weird and almost as selfish as it sounds, it's, it's almost difficult to talk about this right now because I feel like in one way it's not about us and I want to respect that. But at the same time, it is very much about us and it's about all of us and it's about all of us standing up for the right thing. Um, what, what happened to George Floyd and what happened to, or what's happened to many people before George Floyd is, is, uh, inexcusable. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, um, you know, w- what's hard is, is I was born and I was raised to love all people. You know, I'd like to think that it doesn't exist in the world, hatred and racism, but, uh, unfortunately it does. And there are several reminders. I feel like, you know, to remind us that it does, even though in our four walls, we feel otherwise. Yeah. hundred percent, you know, but, th- but that's the thing is it's time to, um, it's been time, but it, it is, it's absolutely time now to, uh, pay attention and speak up and do the right thing and be there to support our black community. Because, you know, I've listened, I've watched, I've digested. There are so many like little side, um, battles being fought right now. But at the end of the day, um, black lives matter. And that's, that's what's important right now. Uh, and I'm hearing things from the black community that are honestly amazing. You know, people speaking up and saying, look, it's, all lives matter. And we're not saying that all lives don't matter, but right now, like it's about black lives matter. Mm -hmm. And I support that wholeheartedly because, you know, it's, it's our duty as a single community to step up for the people who are in need at any given moment. Um, and right now it's, it's, it's time to write the wrongs that have been done. And like it, it's, it's difficult to be having this conversation at, at this point in life. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't have the heart to hate and I don't have the heart to have racist thoughts or, or commit racist actions. I can't, it's hard for me to fathom 
that it exists within people, you know? Um, nobody should ever have to go through what our black community has gone through and what others have gone through. Um, I don't know how else to say this. Unfortunately, that's, that's the world that we're in. I wish that it wasn't that way, but for us to be having this same conversation at this point is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I just, man, I feel, I feel pain. Um, I feel angry. I feel hurt. Um, and, and I want to support there's, there's a lot being done right now to, to, to voice opinions. I wish some of the destruction wasn't being done. Um, but at the same time, I understand the anger, you know, and you can't, you can't put how people respond to situations and express their anger in one box. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? People, people will do it in different ways and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I, to hear people talk about protesting peacefully and, um, you know, wanting to march with their brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredible to me because to feel a way that you could feel and you probably do feel and in a sense to be a bigger person time and time and time again is a quality that many of us will never possess. And to see people hurt the way that they hurt and still step up and and voice their opinion in the way that they do is is absolutely incredible. It's incredible. And um uh and I feel like um I've been ranting now for a bit and I'm almost holding back tears. It's just, it's it's uh man, it's it's tough to talk about because um I have black friends and black black family, which I I think of all my friends as family and to know that my family could be hurting the way that they're likely hurting is it's tough to stomach. You know, I, I hope that everybody watched the George Floyd video, um, for the reason that you need to feel an ounce of the pain that someone else is feeling right now. Um, I couldn't do it for the first 24 to 48 hours, but I made myself sit down and watch it. And I'm glad that I did. Um, because in this society, you know, we've, we, we have this, like I'll just call it fast media where things are coming at us all day long. It's, it's easy to see something and then move on to the next thing, but you can't do that in this instance, you know? And if you haven't watched the video, make yourself watch the video and feel just a sliver of the pain that other people are feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you do that, there is no way that you can't stop what you're doing, that you can't stop your life, your luxuries, your convenience mm-hmm. to think about other people and to think about what you can do to help. And if nothing else, the fact that you can stop and think and maybe change a mindset and know going forward that, you know, you're going to step up in a situation where you're needed to step up. That's a positive you know, right now I think we all need to do more. It's really cool to see people with platforms speak up, um, the right way mm-hmm. and for injustice. It's, it's, yeah, it is tough and people won't agree with this 
has a, I would like to believe that it's not a white versus black thing. And, and I'm seeing more of that. And, and I believe at this point, because I've, I've watched a lot, like it's hard for me to put my phone down, put media down right now. Cause I just want to know what's going on. I want to digest it all. Um, you know, it's, it sucked because it, it felt initially like very much like a white versus black thing, but it's not, it's a racist versus non-racist thing or a racist versus anti-racist. Um, and I, th- I think that's the right argument. I think, unfortunately, there, there are some white people who are, are not my people, who are not our people. And I wish that that didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that exists in all races. I really do. So I, I like that the conversation is not, it's, it's turning away from white versus black to racist versus anti-racist, which is where it should be. There's, um, I've already said this, but there is no place, no place in our society and in our world for racism. Mm-hmm. What point? You know, I was, I was outside the other night and I, and I just had this moment. This was a night or two ago and, and I'm looking up at the moon and I'm thinking, we all look at the same moon, get lit up every night. You know, we all watch the same sunrise every morning. What makes us different? What gives somebody the power to hate or oppress somebody else for their skin, their culture, their ideology? I don't get it. I I do not get it. And this is, um, you know, it's a, it's going to be a powerful moment in time. Yeah. And it's, it sucks that somebody had to lose their life for people to wake up and many people have lost their life and it's, it's been overlooked and overshadowed and there's, it's craziness out there right now. There's no other way to say it. It's craziness. But at the same time, people are being heard. People are being seen. People are taking notice. Yeah. And, and hopefully at the end of the day, the narrative stays on what it should be Yep. and what we're, we're actually fighting for and what's deserved. Um, I mean, do you have, do you have any thoughts? Should I just want to say that like, you know, um, there are things that we can do. Um, and there are things that are going to take a lot of maybe time to become what they should have been, but that is not an excuse for not acting in the moment. And the things that we have available to us are relatively easy. Everyone can take time to sign a petition. Everyone. Everyone can spare time to talk to family and friends, whether it be on a platform or just in your own four walls or your family outside of them to have this conversation so that there is an understanding that this is unacceptable and that you are all on the same page. And so that this behavior and this way of thinking stops and it stops now. Um, there are peaceful protests. Um, there are so many different amazing organizations that are stepping up to... <sighs> to use their platform, to use their resources. Um, you know, there are people that are volunteering their, their selves, their, their line of work, law, um, legal professionals to help people that may have been, uh, arrested during a peaceful protest. 
there's a lot of people and there's a lot of good that will come out of this. Um, so if you're listening and you haven't taken a second to exercise in some way that you are standing up for George Floyd, for everyone's lives who have been lost up until this point, for really just to show that you are not a part of the problem and that you are a part of the solution. This is your chance to just hear it just one more time and to actually act, yep. you know? Yep. Yep. Like you said, there are plenty of things that you can do. Um, everybody's on their phone. Everybody's on social media. If you can't find organizations that are posting the content that you need to see right now, go to, I mean, there's people with massive platforms mm -hmm. that are doing the right thing and posting and, and Ariana comes to mind. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, she was at approach. She's just so awesome. I just love that girl so much. Yeah. I just love everyone right now who, you know, and I hate to say it because just because you have a platform and you can reach so many people gives you, you're, you're not at all any more important, um, than the ne another person who, you know, maybe doesn't have a, even a follower, but the fact that like everyone is showing up and using the tools that they have available to help right the wrong is like, those are our, those are our people, you know? Yep. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Crazy, man. yeah. So hmm. I feel like this is a, a massive topic, uh, that, that deserves massive attention. We could talk about this for hours, for days, for months, uh, and I want to have more conversations about it. Like I said in the beginning, um, we want this to be a platform also where people can escape, even if it's just for a few minutes, you know, to f hear something that's, that might make them smile, that they might pull some value from whatever. Um, so as tough as this is, we will, um, have a guest on mm -hmm. and it is an interesting conversation. Um, it's, it's all about mental health. We recorded it back in May. Uh, I know it's June now. Um, but it was, it was perfect timing in that moment because it was mental health awareness month. Um, so I just want to leave you with this to, to everybody that's hurting out there. We're hurting with you. Uh, we love you and, um, we're going to do our part. So yeah. let's get into the guest, mm -hmm. Katie Morton, and, uh, we'll be back with more. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. All right, guys, let's talk about something that just makes us pretty happy at least me we are big fans of go macro bars we love the company and just the bars themselves are just so delicious it's a mother-daughter owned company they're based in a rural community go macro's mission is to spread awareness for a balanced plant-based lifestyle with products that have a positive effect on the world and boy can we use a lot more of that so they're made with real coconut 
creamy almond butter and fair trade dark chocolate. This is the Go Macros Everlasting Joy Macro Bar. Not only does it taste delicious, but it helps support those in need because year round, a portion of their net proceeds from the Go Macros Everlasting Joy Macro Bar goes towards feeding and housing those in need. To learn more about Go Macros Give Back programs and to give their tasty bars a try, visit gomacro.com and use our promo code ADULTING for 30% off plus free shipping. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. Um, well, okay, Katie. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. This is adulting like a mother father. We talk about all things adulting. Um, I personally thought that it would be amazing to have you on. Um, I know your background is in mental health. Um, you've got a YouTube channel where you address all sorts of things and, and journal for people. Um, a big part of adulting in today's society seems to be that people are struggling with issues like anxiety, depression, eating disorders, etc. Can you just talk a little bit about what you're seeing in society today in, in your words? Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of different changes with the rise of social media, not to blame it on social media. A lot of people want to do that. Um, but I think because social media emphasizes so much of this, like, just a comparison factor, right? We're looking out at someone else's life. Um, I hear a lot from my audience and my patients in my office alike that with all of that pressure, they always feel like they're not doing enough. They're not uh, successful enough, pretty enough, thin enough. And I think that in a lot of ways, mental health issues that we struggled with prior to social media um, have for a younger audience, like for a lot of people who kind of grew up with social media, I think it's exacerbated some of the symptoms and some of the signs. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a rise in anxiety um, as well as depression and eating disorders. Those are things that I talk about a lot. Um, and I think that, you know, part of that is social media. Part of it is, is that comparison, but it also comes along with like the conversations we have online, right? A lot of people trying to tear each other down. It can be a very negative place. Um, and so, yeah, it's something that I'm, I'm acutely aware of, and I try to make sure that my audience is, um, my community as a whole is very positive and very supportive, but that's not, you know, true everywhere. Wow. Um, definitely hits home being that um, I'm pretty involved in social media these days and, and have a, a significant following. And I, I do my best, I think, to be a role model. Are there things that, you know, people with followings can do more of to be socially responsible for, you know, the well-being of the people following along? Yeah, I think there's a lot we can do. Um, the first and the easiest is just don't give attention to negativity. Um, mm. People will always talk trash. I mean, that's just kind of how things are, unfortunately. Even, pre I mean, I'm 36, so I grew up not having social media, thank God. And, mm. um, it, you know, there was always, there were still bullies. It's not like this is a new concept. It's just easier access. Um, so if, uh, as people who have followings and the ones like running these accounts, you know, you don't, if we don't engage with that kind of negativity and engage only with the positive, you know, it, it like rises to the top. Um, and then also I think something that is really powerful and really important is, is showing an uncurated like feed to some extent, like a real feed. Like don't, I, like a lot of my friends that are in, on YouTube uh, face tune a lot mm -hmm. of their photos and stuff. And I'm like, why do that? Like it's normal to get wrinkles and to have a pimple and to not, you know, to not have a perfect photo to share. And I was like, not every one of them has to be 
irregular, but I think it's important for, especially think of like teenage you, I mean, like 12, 13, 14 year old me was super insecure, uh, really unsure of herself. And I think it'd be, it's a powerful thing to be like, oh, they have rolls in their belly too. Cause that's what bellies do when you bend and, you know, <laughs> just normal things. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, I have so many thoughts because <laughs> I, I, I so teeter and I have my own struggles and I would be lying if I said I didn't. And I think I really work hard to portray a positive image and, and to encourage people to be themselves and be real and embrace exactly who they are. But there are definitely times where I get caught in that mindset where, you know, I, like I said, I teeter on, you know, do I need to post this? Is it too real? Is it too raw? Is there something I can do to make my skin look smoother? You know, or in, and especially being, I, I, we just had a baby six months ago. I've changed, my body's changed significantly. Oh, and so for the first time ever, I put on a bathing suit and was like, oh, this is a little different. Do I <laughs> post this? Do I not? Like, it's just, I, yeah, it's so crazy. We live in a very different era with social media. And I think especially now with the quarantine and having gone through a bit of that, social media has a lot of positive sides as well. I think people have turned to it for you know, some safety or familiarity or even just to feel not alone. Yeah, the connectivity is a really important part. And, and that's why I said like it's not all bad. Um, and I, I agree with you too. Like we have our own insecurities, right? We don't want to share everything um, as raw and unfiltered as possible. But th- I think there are real conversations that can be had online. And I think even if you, you know, not that you're going, you have to do this or anything, but like, let's say you posted a photo, like a full body in clothes of some sort. It doesn't have to be a swimming suit or anything, but you can talk about like, you know, I just had a child and like my body's really changed and no one talks about, you know, how your hair falls out and this and that mm-hmm. and all the stuff that people don't talk about um, because it doesn't sound nice or look nice, you know? And I think that that we are seeing a shift. And I don't know if you'd agree with this being online. I think we are seeing a shift in people responding better to that kind of conversation you know, more relatable, less perfect. I I have seen a shift and, and this may sound selfish, but when I do post those sort of, um, pics or if I'm like, you know, suggesting, um, people to be more honest, or if I'm sharing something that I'm struggling with in return, I, I actually feel so much more comforted. Um, and so it's interesting. It's like, you know, I think a lot of people turn to social media and they want to show their best self and they want to post a pretty picture. And I, I understand the, I guess the mental side of that as well, but sometimes being really raw and really transparent brings more comfort than the alternative. Yeah. Agreed. Because the thing I think like to your point, if we're putting our real, at least a portion of our real self out there and we get a positive response or like a me too, I understand mm-hmm. that feels more fulfilling to us as the creator oh, yeah. than phony you and people saying that's amazing. You look beautiful. And you're like, well, yeah, well, I got my makeup done and I fixed that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, you like can't absorb it. Almost. Yeah. I, I totally, totally agree. I find myself doing far less selfies or, you know, things that I think we would have done. I, I've seen a definite shift is what I'm saying. And I'm, I'm part of that shift for sure. Yeah. Same. Um, so, okay. I understand, you know, from the, let's just say like in social media terms, like the posting side, right. We can be more responsible. What, what about from the consuming side? Do you have any thoughts around how, 
you know, all of us can consume more responsibly. Or engage more responsibly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's a, I, that's kind of tricky because when you're talking about consume, do you mean purchase? Do you mean watch and view or? Yeah, I, th- I think I mean watch and listen and view. Comment like. <laughs> yeah, right. I think engaging with, uh, in general, kind of back to like my original point about like not engaging with negativity or negative content. Mm-hmm. I think that we we can all do a better job of engaging with things that we want to see more of in general. And I know that sounds kind of silly, but it's like, if, um, if I'm like, (laughs) this sounds very teenage, but like, if I'm hate watching people talk about that a lot on YouTube, like, Oh, I just, I hate watch this channel. Like I don't like what they're creating and I do it like, (laughs) <laughs> to kind of like feed my own negativity. I didn't, I didn't know that that Ooh, term existed. Can you existed. explain that to us? I'm curious what that means. Yeah. It's like, um, a lot of, I mean, adults too. It's not just, it's not like teenagers sure, only, sure. but a lot of people will talk about how, um, they'll have like another channel. That's not that like with a, you know, user seven, two, three, it's not like a random name. And yeah. they use that channel to like hate watch and hate comment on people's things because it's mm. like a, it's a, Makes them feel powerful, maybe. I or? think so. It, it, like putting someone. They want in, to put people down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it makes okay. us, uh, for a short period, make right, feel better. Right. But in the end, it makes you feel worse, right? Um, yeah. And so I think I, I would be. I wouldn't be surprised to like if the numbers of views and things that people do that are hate watching and hate engaging um, are huge. And so I think that that's something that um, we can do less of. Watch mm-hmm. things that we like that that fill us up that make us feel good. Um, connect and engage. Like I'm finding because I'm in, I've been in quarantine for quite a while now that um, just engaging on even on Instagram, commenting on my friends' things, saying like, "Can't wait to have dinner. That looks amazing." You know, just engaging yeah. makes me feel good. And I think the more we can do things like that, the more we can even support content that we do like by sharing it because we all have our audiences, right? And everybody has an audience. Even if you you have 20 followers, those are 20 people who believe in you and like what you like. And so I think mm-hmm. there are ways for us to lift up good, positive lifestyles, content, um, and things like that. And then if we can lower the amount of potential like hate watching, even if we don't leave a nasty comment, just engaging in content that creates negative thoughts isn't healthy for anybody. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. Okay, you guys. So we are big smoothie fans over here. Um, so we actually have a new friend of the show, Blender Bombs. Um, Blender Bombs is a nutrient-dense bomb made up of real ingredients that turn your smoothie into a complete protein. Uh, chia seeds, hemp seeds, flax seeds, walnuts, pecans, almonds, and dates. That's all the yummy ingredients that are inside of a bomb. <laughs> I hope you guys could hear Gio in the background. He's, He's just living his best too. life. Um, but I do want to notate for all of my vegans out there, this is not completely vegan. They do have a little bit of raw honey in the bombs um but maybe eventually they'll uh replace that with agave who knows i could see it happening um okay so the goal here is to encourage people to move away from protein powders in synthetic smoothie additives and to use whole real foods instead that help stabilize blood sugar blender bombs work by adding the perfect ratio of protein fiber and healthy fats to keep you full for hours most people don't consume enough omega-3s in their diet and blender bombs are full of them all these ingredients help keep your blood sugar from spiking when you have a smoothie with fruit and help curb sugar cravings. The blender bombs take the guesswork out of healthy eating and making smoothies quick and simple, which I love because we make smoothies every single day. Yeah. Um, so 
Give these a try. You can order them online at blenderbombs.com and receive 20% off your first order by using the code ADULTING at checkout. That's blenderbombs.com. And you can get 20% off your first order by using the code ADULTING at checkout. And now back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. So true. Yeah, I think it just comes back to being super honest with yourself because we, I think as a society, can be really good at self-sabotaging and and social media makes it very easy to do that just by scrolling. So if there are accounts that I think trigger that that sense in my brain, I, I typically try to like unfollow or just sort of have that conversation when I see something right away. Oh, I don't need to be like that person, you know, or I wish them the best or how cool for them. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's, it's hard. And I think it takes practice. Um, but I always tell people like, I mute and unfollow with ease. And it's more about me than about them, really. Sure. You wish them well. It's really, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're just protecting yourself. And, and, you know, I think that's, yeah, mutually understood. Yeah. But people always worry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I've seen a lot of stuff recently on, uh, you know, just overall health doesn't necessarily mean, you know, what you're putting into your body. It's what you watch, what you listen to, what you view. Um, So I like that you said that. Um, I don't remember the words you just used, but basically like you'll unfollow or unlike whatever, like really easily. And I love that. I think that's something that I can take into my own life a little bit more. Yeah. And I know people always worry like, oh, they're going to notice, you know, but if they do, the the conversation is, you know, I'm trying to work on myself and sometimes I'm just, I'm jealous. Mm. Like it's not, I, I think that I there's that. some, there's like a, mm-hmm. it's okay to step into being more open and vulnerable being like, I'm working on something has nothing to do with you. Um, you know, I mean, if somebody does really get upset, that tells you a lot about them (laughs) and their their relationship with social media as a whole as well, because it it really shouldn't matter, you know? No, it makes perfect sense. I grew up with a, a role model. She's my aunt. She didn't have kids of her own and I was really close with her and she taught me that it's perfectly fine to sort of love people and leave them. And, um, and I've sort of kept that in the back of my head for a long time. And I think you don't really fully ignite that power in yourself until you come of a certain age and you realize it's perfectly okay to not have to be friends with everyone or not have to have the most friends or be the most liked. That, you know, mental health comes from really channeling what's what you're you're thriving on and thriving around and and really being, you know, picky. Uh, who you spend energy on, following, chatting with, whatever. Well, yeah, because the one thing that as we get older, you realize more and more is like, I have the least amount of time. That's my most finite, right? Like, yeah, uh, 100%. And so especially now you have a child, right? So like you're divvied up even more. And it's like, (laughs) who do we want to put energy into? Um, And I think definitely in my 20s, I don't know if you would agree with this, but in my early 20s, I wanted to please everybody. I wanted to have a lot of friends. You know, it's like really important to be, to feel popular. You're still, or I was still in like that teenage mode, I think. But as I got older, I realized that like not every relationship really works. It's, it's like, it's not them or me. It's just a bad recipe. And like, I don't have to be friends with them and please them. I have to please myself. And I think our society needs to change the way we talk about being selfish. Cause like to your aunt's point, she's saying it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to put yourself first. Um, Cause who else is going to do that for you? 
Sure. And I think ultimately you doing that is making you a better person for the people that you do love and care for in your life. Exactly. Because it's other, you know, what do you give 5% across the board to everybody or you get to give, you know, 40% to this really important key relationship. Yeah. 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 I feel that pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I want to dig, I know we're talking a lot about social media and, and how that can make us feel. I want to dig a little bit deeper into anxiety and depression because I think those are two very real things in society today. Um, you know, they're interesting for me because I personally feel like I go through both of those, whether they be for like, you know, just periods of time in a given day or maybe a whole day or even, you know, a longer period of time. And I know a lot of people feel the same way. And for, you know, a lot of people, those feelings and, and those things that they're going through can be way more severe than what I may going may be going through as well. What are like in your mind, what are some things that people can do on their own when they're feeling this way to maybe just bring themselves out of what may be just a mood um, or like, you know, long-term sort of tips habits. and tricks and habits uh, they can use to, to hopefully find themselves in a better place in the future. Yeah, I think there's there's two main things and not to lump it all like anxiety and depression are the same because they're they're symptomatically very different. However, they're like close cousins. I always talk about um on my channel how it oftentimes a depre- you'll feel really depressed and you won't feel anxious at all and then all of a sudden it'll shift where you feel really anxious and your depression goes away or in the worst case they happen at the same time you just feel super irritable and uncomfortable. But they almost work in tandem. It's very, it's a very weird and annoying thing to be honest. Um, and so the way that we treat it and things that we can do daily or weekly or whatever we can work into our schedule is, is actually very simple. It's, it's hard, difficult to do, but, but simple, if that makes sense. It's like talking more kindly to ourselves because depression and anxiety are both born out of like these false thoughts, right? Depression is like, I'm worthless. Um, I'm useless. Nobody likes me. I'm unlovable. Um, I'm no good at anything. You know, there's all these negative thoughts. And so, and anxiety kind of comes with the, like, I can't control anything. Everybody's out to get me. Um, you know, I I'll never do this right. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of, they're all negative about ourselves and our environment. And so if we take time every day to, to talk more positively, like I always encourage my uh, patients and my viewers and even myself, I'm going to be honest here because <laughs> I have, you know, I, just cause I know better doesn't mean I always do better. Um, is when I wake up, I try to think of like one at the very least, but try to come up with like three to five things that you're grateful for or that you're good at. Yeah. And it sounds very simple and very silly, but it, it really changes our whole mood for that day. It's like a nice way to start out thinking, um, you know, with gratitude and positivity about what's going to happen. It's like almost like setting intentions, you know? Um, and so I think that that's one of the key ways to like combat anxious or depressed thoughts, which I know a lot of people are struggling with, with the current situation, you know, with, uh, people being on lockdown and, you know, sheltering at home and all of that quarantine stuff. It's really hard. All right, everyone, sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. Caldrea. Caldrea is a consciously crafted home and body care brand that combines thoughtful ingredients with delectable scents, making caring for ourselves and our homes a really beautiful experience. Yeah, for sure. When we talk about caring for ourselves, one of the main things that we should be doing 
um, always, not just in this time, is uh, washing our hands and very frequently. And I know for, for most of us, like with us, with Gio, with a little one, we're very mindful of that we're washing our hands a thousand times a day. Not that much, but you get the point. Um, and it can be kind of a monotonous task. You know, yeah. you can dry your hands out. And that's why I love Caldrea um, because they make what can feel like a chore into a more luxurious experience. They've, they've got uh, amazing products that smell uh, out of this world. They put together some really cool scents. Uh, and then outside of the soap, they have moisturizer too that'll leave your hands feeling basically new again, which <laughs> I love. So if you're in the market for new hands, you can uh, you can go and check out Caldrea at caldrea.com. Get free shipping on orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com. That's caldrea, C-A-L-D-R-E-A.com. Visit caldrea.com and wonder to your washing. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. And so there's, there's that and then there's also kind of uh, another simple tool is, is really to find ways to soothe your system. And it sounds silly. We worry as you have, a, you have a baby. We think about how to soothe our children all the time. How do I calm them down? It, do they need this? Are they, they need to be fed? Do they need to be changed? Do they need to, you know, what do they need? We, we constantly, but we don't do it for ourselves. And I think that as we get older, we like lose touch with that connectivity with our system and we don't know how to calm it down. And that's what leads to like panic attacks, suicidal thoughts, um, you know, just a sense of unease. And so trying to find things that feel good for you, for instance, like, uh, it's probably been like six months ago now, but I went over to one of my best friend's house houses and I bought, I brought lunch cause she had little kids. So I brought lunch over and I just chatted with her and connect, like had a good conversation connected with her. And I felt so calm and good. And when I came home, I was like, I think real connection is, is one of the soothing things for my system. Right. And so if we all just kind of try to take note and figure out what those things are, we can use those, especially in times of crisis. Um, and it, a lot of it is very simple too. Like I always talk, uh, I do a lot of CBT, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, as well as DBT. It's a dialectical behavior therapy, um, which not to get too in the weeds, but it's like, kind of working on our thoughts and our behaviors and how they're linked. And then DBT adds in a little component of what we call emotion regulation, which is kind of what I'm talking about now, like self-soothing, regulating how you're navigating life. Um, but I always tell my audience, like one of the acronyms we use in uh, DBT is called HALT. And it stands for hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Mm. And you should check in with those things before you react because we become very reactive. I mean, I'm, I get super hangry. I'll be honest. Yeah. I was going to say too. it's typically just a blend of the first two. <laughs> totally. And not to mention tired, right? You have mm -hmm. a, a baby. Sometimes we don't sleep well because they don't sleep well. And so just checking in with those things and it is another way to like soothe, right? Like, like we would with a child. Do you need to be fed? Do you need a nap? You know, um, as adults, we think like, oh, we're above that, but we're, we're just, you know, we're very, our nervous systems are still the same and they still need to be calmed down. Yeah. I, uh, man, I, I love those points from you. I want to go back just to the, um, the appreciation piece. I relate to that so much. Uh, I feel like I, I struggle with anxiety, like I said, and, um, 
I use the app Headspace to do meditation all the time. And, and one of the courses that I keep redoing is all about appreciation. And the one thing that I took from that is um, asking myself who or what I'm grateful for. And what I've found is that in moments where I feel anxious or I wake up and I feel sort of blah, don't really know what direction the day is going in. That's become habitual for me to ask myself in that moment, the second I feel out of it, um, who or what I'm grateful for. And I've, I've found that personally, even though it's hard sometimes, identifying just one thing, and it can be something as simple as coffee or something like that, that I'm grateful for, can almost change my mood instantaneously. Yeah. It's wild, isn't it? I think it's because we don't do it enough we take things for granted, right? We take people, relationships. And also there's this component, which I've been hearing more from my audience as I've been talking about this more is like the, I don't want to be conceited. I don't want to be, you know, just such a narcissist. Like I'm so focused on myself. Like we have this negative connotation around gratitude and appreciation and being proud of what we, you know, and that for some reason, those are like, we take them as a negative, but they're actually a positive, you know, I've worked really hard at my marriage and I'm really, you know, I'm happy and grateful for that relationship or I'm grateful I have a roof over my head. You know, I work really hard for that. Like there's all sorts of things. And I think changing the way we talk about it and taking time to be grateful and be like, sit in that feeling, it it can totally change our lives. Yeah. It's amazing. I can't help but think of something, um, that kind of rung a bell when you were talking about that, you know, you're right. Like we, we don't necessarily talk about the things that we're grateful for because we don't want to sound too proud or too lucky or but also too the focus, fortunate. The focus seems to always be on what you don't have versus what you have. Well, yeah. Right. But what's interesting is if you look at social media, it seems as though we find ways to pat ourselves on the back every single day by posting a picture of our beautiful home, a picture of our beautiful family, our cute relationship, what I made to for dinner. Like it, we're looking for ways of making ourselves feel proud, but we don't want to use communication as a tool to, you know, communicate that it's perfectly fine to talk about being, you know, grateful or proud. Which talking would be like the, a much more powerful way to really absorb it versus, you know, putting out what could be seen as kind of like fake or phony or, yeah. you or know, passive almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're much more comfortable being passive in general. I mean, I'll even be honest, I'm not a huge fan of confrontation. And so, you know, something I've worked on in my own therapy for years is like not being passive aggressive, like instead trying to own the space, own the feelings I have, right? It's part of that like acceptance and talking more kindly to myself. Like you have a right to be upset. That was hurtful because of this. And, and communicating that is difficult because it makes it real. And I have to be vulnerable in the process. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's hard and it's uncomfortable, but I really think the more we can step into that as people, the more we can lean into the uncomfortability of life, the more fulfilled and happy and in the end, more comfortable we've become. Yeah, a hundred percent. And actually, I, I really loved your comment around being so vulnerable that you could just tell somebody straight up that, look, I need to step back because I'm jealous. I think that's something that, you know, I think we all feel at some level, you know, you know, in and out of time or whatever. And I think I, I've never really thought about that, but I, I just like, 
I'm envisioning what the future looks like when people do that. And I just feel like that's so powerful. Yeah. And it's hard, but it, but it is powerful for both. I think it's, it's a powerful conversation to, to be able to have with someone in your life and to admit it yourself. Because I think like, again, we, we think so negatively about certain emotions, certain feelings, and we try to ignore them. Yes. And then they just blow up. Right. Like, you know, then we act out like in a passive aggressive or a fully aggressive way versus just admitting like, Hey, this is how I feel. Then I got to work on that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few with more adulting like a mother father. What's up guys. Uh, I don't know if you're like me, but uh, I like to make water into a little treat. It's something so simple, but can be made so amazing. Um, and it's so easy to do with LaCroix. You know I'm a LaCroix boy. LaCroix delivers refreshment, flavor, and sparkle with an innocent twist of zero calories, zero sweeteners, and zero sodium. Uh, as I've said before, there are now 27 flavors, so you're going to have a very difficult time working through them and or getting bored. Mm-hmm. Um, so check them out. As you know, LaCroix waters are gluten-free, vegan, kosher, and non-GMO, Whole30 approved, and environmentally friendly. The cans are sustainable and recyclable. And again, they're the first on the market to be produced without BPA liners. So thank you for leading the charge there. Yeah. So enjoy sparkling water. It's a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle. You can follow them at LaCroix Water or check out their website, LaCroixWater.com for a full list of retailers. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. Um, one last thing I want to touch on. You made a comment about talking more kindly to yourself. Why? I mean, in, in your mind, why is it harder for some of us to just be gentle on ourselves? A, a lot of it. I mean, I could get really nerdy with you. A lot of it is because part of our the, the way that we're made as humans, mm-hmm. it adaptive is like our, I guess for lack of a better term, I'll just call it like our, our fight, flight, freeze, our stress response. We're wired to seek out threat so that we can be ready for it. Okay. And so if you read 25 positive comments below a video or an Instagram post, those aren't threats. They're, they're wonderful, helpful, whatever. You're like, oh, yay. But that one negative one is a threat and we focus on it. And so when it comes to the way that we talk to ourselves, we only look for threat and negativity in ways that we can improve because those are the ways that we think we can continue to grow and adapt and and live. Interesting. I know that sounds really crazy, but that's actually why we do it. Yeah. Um, And that's why it's so like, I don't know if you watched the movie Pretty Woman back in the day, but he says something nice to her they're laying in bed and she says, why are the bad things so much easier to believe? And I've loved that quote forever because it's true because it, the bad ones are, th- are threatening and our brain focuses on them so we can find a way to get around it. And so that makes it easy to get caught in these negative thought cycles. And that's just, I want people to know that, that nothing's wrong with you for doing that. It's just the way that we're programmed. But the great thing about our brain is this thing called neuroplasticity, which really means you can teach an old dog new tricks. (laughs) Our brain can learn new ways. And so 
it's going to be uncomfortable and difficult at first, but we're going to have to notice when we're talking trash to ourselves saying, oh, you're so lazy. You didn't do that. Um, why are you so mean? Why did you say that that way? Why did you mess that up and spell that word wrong and post that or whatever? It could be any number of things. In that moment, we're going to have to say, you know, I did my best. I'm going to try again. I'm just human. We have to have some kind of mantras that we can go through. And then, you know, taking it back to like something we can do is like three to five things back to the grateful list or things that I did well today, things I'm proud of. Um, yeah, I, that's why it's so important because our brain is really wired almost against us, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, no, I think we can all relate to um, that exact feeling, but it's really helpful to have these conversations. And I just want to say firsthand, like, thank you for putting this content out there and making it available for, you know, the average person to find. And thank you for also, I know you work with a lot of social media influencers that a lot of people look up to. And so the fact that I know that, you have this communication with some of these people that have such a big influence makes me feel like we're going in the right direction. So I appreciate you doing what you do and, and taking the time to chat with us and our audience and, you know, best of luck with, with everything. And please feel free to, um, you know, throw out your handles and, and where people can find you because I want this information to be readily available. Oh yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Um, uh, all of my social media is just Katie Morton, K-A-T-I-M-O-R-T-O-N. And that is also the name of my YouTube channel. Um, they can search for it on YouTube. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Katie. Thanks, Katie. Awesome. Have a good one. You too. Bye. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. Though we're apart these days, we're sharing more. And Geico would just like to say thanks. Thanks for sharing your savage dance moves. Thanks for sharing your DIY haircut fails. Thanks for sharing your inner lip sync star. Now it's Geico's turn to share too with the Geico Give Back a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. And because Geico's committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your entire full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. That's right. Learn more about Geico's 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies at geico.com slash giveback. Hey, I'm Autumn Calabrese, and I have a question for you. How do you do life? I might be a superstar trainer, but I'm also a boy mom, sister, daughter, friend, and entrepreneur. You might think my life is all working out and cooking healthy, delicious recipes, but trust me, there is so much more to it, and this is it. This is all of those real moments you talk about with your family and friends. Ever wonder what else life has to offer? Bring your curious appetite, and let's do life together. Subscribe now at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and PodcastOne.com. And now back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. All right, we are back. Um, thank you, everyone who has listened this far. Um, there are a few thoughts that came to mind for me. Um, and again, everyone listening, I just hope everyone keeps an open mind. There's no perfect way to say things while so many are hurting, but it is better saying something than saying nothing at all. So a thought came to mind this morning while I was doing a, a workout in which I haven't done in, in quite a while, but I, I did it. And while I was doing it, somehow I granted myself some space to like find my thoughts. And I realized, um, in doing so that like 
without that space for all of us to sort of digest and find strength, we really aren't able to use our abilities to do good for others. And I know that sounds so selfish, and that's why I'm sure some people are going to say, "Why? how could you even take that time? And if I'm being honest, I had promised a friend that we were going to do this at this time, and it just so happened that the timing was skewed by the time the day came. And we, we decided to do it anyways because I think after us working out and, and really using our bodies to like find that space, we both came out of it thinking so much more clearly about how we wanted to move forward. And I encourage people to still, in the thick of all of this, find some time and some space to sit with your thoughts, move your body, feel strength. It sounds silly, but like even just finding my strength in my body made me feel like I could be stronger in my actions. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that or saying that. I think that's good advice. I think um, in, in almost any situation, like it's okay to take care of yourself for a moment. Um, because you're going to be better equipped to take care of everybody else. Yeah. Um, and in, in periods of intense emotion and intense feelings and thoughts and whatnot, it's okay. And oftentimes you, you need to step back from that, even for just a little bit, like you said, to, to gather, mm-hmm. um, and digest. So that's, it's, it's totally fine. So thank yeah. you for sharing that. That was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Okay. You guys, what, um, what a time to be alive and, Um, something that else came to mind was so many people feel that this is such a scary time because there are layers of, of very unique experiences that we're all kind of going through, starting with a pandemic and, and feeling very isolated, but also feeling like all you want to do is be part of this change. Um, but I tried to like spin it in my head because now that we are parents and we are, you know, starting our family and, and raising a human that we hope will be a very kind human who hopefully can make a difference in any way, it made me think about this. It made me think about what an empowering time to live through, right? Like yeah. with every consequence with every hurdle with every challenge all of us are becoming stronger are learning more about ourselves and learning how to dig deep and find the strength to be better to be more efficient to be more concise with how we live our life and the choices that we make um so you know it's hard when you feel like there's so much happening and so much coming at you and it doesn't always feel fair and really it's not. But if we can just try to remember that we can make all of this. I think what you're trying to say is that the power lies within us to create a better environment, to create the world that we want to live in. Yep. Um, And what if this is the beginning of that world? And what if up until now, we've all just sort of existed and now we are actually at the very beginning of a world that we all deserve to live in. Yeah. It's, um, it's an interesting thought. It's a tough one. 
because the reality is, is that people, all of us, uh, are, are experiencing what we're experiencing right now. Um, but I, I agree with you. Like I, I, I tend to believe in almost all situations that they're, they're always good people. And I tend to believe that they're always, there's always more good than bad. Um, sometimes the bad can be really heavy and really loud, loud. Um, but I think ultimately the, the good has the power to rise up and I, and I think it will, um, it's going to take time. Yeah. Lots of time and everyone needs to heal and we're all, we're all grieving in ways. Um, and like I said, there's so many levels. Uh, Ultimately I do, do really believe that if we stay focused on the world that we want to live in, that we can accomplish that in our lifetime. And we have a responsibility to accomplish that in our lifetime. Yep. We are all the majority. I would like to think are more woke than not. Yeah, I would like to think that. So, um, to all of our listeners, um, thank you for listening, and I hope that. Um, yeah, I just want to add one more thing, real yeah, quick. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was Joe Frost's Instagram who, where I saw this image, and it's floating around. A lot of people have reposted, but. Uh, at the end of the day, when we're talking about this specific issue of racism, hatred, um, injustice, there's there's an image floating around that, that says basically the problem starts within our heart. Yeah. I don't know if the problem is the right word, but it starts within our hearts and within our homes. And it comes back to the point of like we all have the ability to create the world that we should have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so do your job. Yeah. You know? Um if you don't have anything else, I think we'll, we'll leave it at that. I, mm-hmm. I actually do just want to remind you guys of one more thing. Um, if you're a person with a beating heart and um, you've got love in it, we love you. So thank you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One. Hey, Michael Phelps here. I want to tell you a bit about online therapy. Online therapy is not about time and place. It's any time and any place. Did you know that over 50% of Americans struggle with their mental health? I'm one of them. And that's why I'm here to tell you about online therapy and how it can change your life. Online therapy is just as easy as joining a video call or texting with a friend. Only you'll be talking to a licensed therapist from your device on your schedule. Talkspace is more committed than ever to making therapy accessible and affordable for all. Go to Talkspace.com and start working with a licensed therapist today. Brought to you by Talkspace. Therapy for all. Get $100 off your first month of Talkspace therapy with coupon 100 for you. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 smart bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our New Year's special. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 smart bed is only $899, plus special financing, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details.